to Warzone Audio Bang, Rock Paper Shotgun's fortnightly podcast that's been nuked back to the 80s and is currently fistfighting Ronald Reagan. Hiding under the map, you'll fail to spot me as I, James Law, shoot you from out of bounds. And licking the ground of the salt mine, I'm joined by Ed Thorne. So, how's everything going for you, Ed? I'm alright. That was quite the intro, licking the ground of the salt mine. <laughs> Delicious. Yeah, slightly um, unnerving, Yeah. Um, it's good seasoning. <laughs> yes. Very, uh, very not tasty, I'd imagine. No, well, you do get very salty in the war zone, am I right? Yeah, yeah, that is right. Uh, well, We've been getting a bit more salty recently, haven't we? We've not been particularly successful. It's been it's been rough for us in the war zone lately, I'd say. Uh, well, as a, a, we've got a story for you later about me and Joel getting crushed by a truck, and that that really <laughs> got me salty. Yeah, I had to hold myself back. But you know how uh, what what else have you been up to apart from apart from constantly grinding the the war zone? Well, I've been my life has been playing uh, a game called Near Replicant, um, and I won't get into too many details because you know it's not Warzone, but it's like an action <laughs> RPG um, by Japanese fella called Yokotaro and Square Enix and Co. and it's uh, sort of emotional and chaotic and crazy, and it takes like a lot of time <laughs> to, to to see the full picture, basically, and to complete the story and stuff. And it dominated my my week or two. Um, but you can go check out my review on Rock Paper Shotgun. I've heard of it. What I made of it, and I liked it. It just I don't think I'll ever touch it again. Oh, lovely. Yeah, I, it doesn't sound like the sort of thing. Maybe, maybe when I've got a lot of free time on my hands. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I think it's one you want to just when when you've not got a lot else on. Yeah, you're really ready for it. Exactly. Um, I went outside a bit recently. I went to uh, went into the sea. Oh wow! Uh, live live in Brighton, so I went into the sea. Um, there was some. There was a very very cool couple who I was there with a friend at the beach, and we went into our knees. And this very cool couple were like, "Go on, go in the whole way," and we were like, "Oh, it's just cold." But then they did, so uh, they had cool tattoos, so I thought I had to as well. Did you um, sort of get? We basically got peer pressured by a cool. Couple. I did, yeah, but it, but it was, oh, it was worth it, you know, because like I got my head under, and like once I got out, it was very warm, and the sun was shining and stuff, and it was lovely. And then afterwards, I got absolutely steaming at Hobgoblin, so very good vibes. Yeah, very good uh, weekend there for you. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, Ed and I, we, we also went to the we went to the pub for the first time in what, fe- what feels like years. Uh, people have had their tables booked for months, it, it feels like. And so it was us and uh, a couple of people from the Warzone squad, actually. Uh, Dean was there as well. We were running around town looking for places that do walk-ins. And uh, we did find somewhere, didn't we? Yeah, it was a uh, a nice pub garden on top of a, on top of a roof. <laughs> uh, the best way to describe it. It was very nice. It was very. It was quite cosy, um, and it was. I remember there was a bamboo wall, which I quite liked. Um, well, there we go. That's all you need. And we had a cider in a plastic cup. <laughs> yeah, that was a shame, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, but... you go back to the pub for the first time, and they they're out here with plastic cups. I I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe not my place to complain. But yeah, it was nice. though. sun was shining, and it was just nice to be. Out and about there. with friends, wasn't it? Exactly. Uh, and yeah, you've been you've been watching a bit of Netflix as well. So have I. What have you been What have you been watching recently? 
I've been watching uh, a show called Formula One Drive to Survive, which is, sounds very dramatic. It is actually quite dramatic. Is it like a documentary or...? It's like a documentary series, yeah. Sort of goes behind the scenes uh, of Formula One and uh, the drivers and the teams. Um, and I I am coming into this knowing absolutely nothing about Formula One. Uh, just lots of people rec- recommended it to me um, and I gave it a shot. Uh, and it's... It's really good, honestly. Um, less so, uh, less so for kind of, you know, the driving and you know all of that stuff, and more for um, learning how money uh, drives. Excuse the pun. <laughs> uh, drives everything, um, and I don't know the fact that the drivers are extremely competitive, um, and they've got to sort of work with a team that has a lot. You know, the team needs to kind of control them at certain points and they've yeah. got a teammate and it's, yeah, no, it's great. It's great, basically. Oh, that is interesting, actually, yeah. Yeah. I remember I remember some, like, there's there's been some some big beef with F1 teammates because one of them's, like, gunning for the, ti- the title and the other one doesn't want to let them win or whatever, but there's a lot of weird weird interplay with that, isn't there? Yeah. It's it's good politics, good drama, I think. What have you been watching? Um, I've been, I've been watching a couple of things. I've been... For my for my free time, I don't want to think about anything TV. I've been watching a show called Tiny House Nation, where they build little tiny houses, and <laughs> that's, that's it. <laughs> There's like you know they just so like this this couple run a pig farm, and they want to they want to turn a bus the derelict bus into a house. So then they get these two dudes in who like have a bit of banter together, and then move them in. And they always are like, oh, it's going to be tough. It's going to be close. We've only got four days to do this until they have to move in. And it's always like, you know, are they going to make it? They always do, obviously. And it, it always looks lovely. But yeah, it's uh, quite quite cute. I've also been watching a new uh, Netflix fantasy series called Shadow and Bone, which is, uh, it's nice, you know, it's a kind of cutesy little, uh, not cutesy, but it's it's kind of a, a fun YA fantasy romp with... Uh, wizards and uh, guns and uh, magic. Is it kind of pirates and things? Is that yeah, pirate the- vibes. Um, there's like a, a big cloud of darkness that has to be destroyed uh, by the Avatar. I don't know. Uh, it's a- Sounds like a good sort of junk food kind of... Yeah, it's it's a nice thing. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I also know one of the actors in it, so that's quite fun as well. Uh, but it's yeah decent. But aside from that, what have we been doing, Ed? We've been we've been dropping into Warzone, haven't we? Of course. War. War always changes. So Warzone does always change, but not usually by this much, does it? This is yeah the biggest change you've had in well a year, I think. Right? Like Warzone's been out a year ever. Yeah, so, in, yeah, in Warzone, we've never had something like this, which, I mean, in some ways you could say that that's probably an indictment of the uh, amount of content added, but it has whetted our appetite for this massive update to come around, and it's exciting for all of us. Yeah, we saw the the nuke went off, we had this live event, um, we won't whine too much about the live event. I've got an article up on RPS, uh, which you can read our thoughts on. Um, but basically that happened and Vedansk is now uh, 1980s flavoured and it's a lot more colourful and there's some new locations, right? 
It is a lot more colourful, actually. Like that, that is the first thing I noticed. After the live event, like when we finally managed to get in and actually see the, the new old Verdansk, it, it did pop for me like a lot more than it ever had and i i'm sh- like obviously normal warzone has a very muted palette and it has done for a year and i think we just got used to it the yeah, 50 it was shades like of brown and brown sort of, yeah brown gray boring winter. yeah and like we still loved it and it you know it, it has its merits design wise but like i don't know just dropping in and it just it felt the world felt so much more vibrant and yeah, I'm uh I'm very I'm very glad that they've made that change. So and there's a lot yeah, there's a lot more new new locations as well as you said. So we've got we've got the salt mine like I mentioned. Um that one looks super cool actually. We've got big piles of salt. What did it used to be? It was a uh, quarry. So it's kind of yeah. like yeah, it was quarry um and now they've kind of I guess added pools sort of red slash pink pools of salt which is kind of cool uh and they kind of provide i don't know actually not like, i was going to say provide cover they don't really but you know little dips and it looks nice there's like a, it's a it is a fun place to have a gunfight yeah like, from the from the few i've had there it's you know you can duck and weave behind the piles of salt and there's still still all the buildings nearby and it just looks cool as well like they, there's like it's a splash of color in the world which i've been starved of in this game so far yeah as yeah and even even if some of the locations haven't changed a great deal um they do feel quite new like buildings actually like might have some color to them like red uh, red exists now <laughs> yeah uh, it does and, like, blue and green and uh just the vibes the atmosphere is is a bit is a bit nicer i think it makes a big difference and it does feel like we've all there's always somewhere to there's still, even now, uh, it's been, what, a week or so? There's still places to explore and stuff to do, which we haven't, yeah, we haven't we haven't had that for a while. We've, we've sort of known the map like the back of our hand, and now we go into farmland, and even though it's not changed drastically like Salt Mine or Factory or Array or all these other places, there are, there are still new buildings and, you know, different layouts to things that mean that, it kind of forces you to pay a bit more attention to, you know, how things look and yeah, how, how everything plays. Yeah. We're sort of finding actually our success has been quite limited so far and that we're having to kind of relearn how to play the map again. Like we, we, yeah. we used to be quite sort of aggro, at least towards the end of last season. Uh, we used to play quite aggressive and used to get really stuck in and we've found that's not working for us anymore. Like we need to kind of drop somewhere quiet and kind of just get to grips with everything again. And that's been quite a little bit frustrating, but also quite nice. It feels like we've started, started fresh a little bit. Yeah. Which is, which is new. <laughs> we, uh, we've decided that we like the loot pool a lot more as well this season. Maybe that's just, maybe that's just the two of us, but you know, it, it feels very balanced. It's a lot of Cold War guns in there because that's the, the game that's out now. And, They've changed it so that instead of having a bunch of weapon blueprints on the ground, it's just different rarities of weapons with more attachments on them, which means that you don't have, I guess, a Milano blueprint instead of just a normal Milano, which is, it just makes things easier to understand as well. Like, you know what you're picking up without having to know what the blueprints are called. And it makes it a lot more accessible for newer players. 
you can usually assume that a rarer of the same gun type is going to be better. Obviously, there are going to be some exceptions, but usually more attachments means better. Yeah. So, and it's it's fun. Like, you know, there's there's all sorts of different different stuff on the ground to pick up and try out. And hopefully that'll bleed into the guns that people start using in their loadouts as well. Yeah, I've sort of found... I mean, maybe last season we kind of got sick of uh, seeing the same, like, two guns or whatever, but at least the loot pool this time... I don't know, it's... I found each gun is a is is good. Like, most most guns you pick up are good. And yeah. I, I honestly, I could see myself, like, using some of them throughout an entire game without even picking up a loadout. I think there was one, there's, like, the Mac 10 I remember using the other day, and it was, like, a purple drop. And it was, like great it had like some amazing attachments on it it was like something i would use in a loadout and i think that's really cool honestly um it's sort of like even if you maybe have a game where you don't get your loadout you don't get a chance to then at least some some of the loot pool now will give you a chance to to maybe win a game or get get close i don't know yeah you could get cool. something really decent off the ground like, yeah. i wouldn't have noticed that i don't even think the rpd is that good but picking it up off the ground I've sort of realised, oh, wait, this thing can do bits at long ranges. Maybe I'll make a loadout on it. You know, yeah. I'll probably make a guide on it. Like, who knows? It's sort of... Yeah. It opens up the door to a lot of a lot of different play styles, and it's, it's, uh, it's good. Maybe we just like it because it's different, but... Yeah, it feels like there's a nice balance now, like, before, I don't know, a lot of, a lot of guns I'd ignore, I just wouldn't pick up. Um, whereas this time... I'd say like 90% of the guns, I'm like, oh, this is interesting, or I would use this. Um, so yeah, big, big fan. Whatever they've done, <laughs> keep keep doing it. We yeah, like more it of that. with this, yeah. And the meta as well, it's a lot more, I mean, you probably, if you've listened to our previous episodes, you know what we think about the old meta. Yeah, got stale, that's fine. Uh, now it's now it's very different. The, the burst tactical rifles are still somewhat viable if you're, if you really like them, but not as ludicrously dominant. The FFAR is, again, if you if you really like using it and it feels good to use, then it still can shred. But it's also worth picking up the CR56A Max or the Krieg 6 uh, these days or the LC10 or even the Cold War AK-47 is getting a little run around, which is fun. Yeah, I'm like really into the fact that Cold War AK is now sort of viable. Um, and yeah, cause the, the AK just has never been viable at all. I don't think in Warzone. Yeah, there's like, two always... AKs in the game and yeah. neither of them have ever been good. They, they've been like, I've really enjoyed using them in the multiplayer modes. I think they're actually really good there. And it was always a shame that whenever you brought them into the Warzone, the, the recoil pattern was just horrendous and you could yeah. you just couldn't control them at all. There was always a better pick. Whereas now they've sort of streamlined the the recoil a little bit, made it easier to handle, and now it like it really packs a punch. I think at like sort of short to to mid range struggles a bit at long, but um, yeah, it's just really cool that lots of you find like not everyone's using a far or an org or whatever now. Like you run over loadouts. God, it feels so good. People are just using different things and diff- loads of different attachments because everyone's experimenting, and I guess over time that will change as the meta kind of settles. But I don't know. I think there's just going to be a lot more viable stuff, which is which is really good, I think, for the game. 
Yeah, absolutely. It's it's previously, yeah, you kill someone and it's like, oh, they've got a car and a far or an org and a far. Brilliant, cool. Now you kill someone and you run over their guns and it's like, oh, okay, this this one's experimenting with a with an M4 and and a old MP5, like you know, blast from the past. That's I I like the I like the old school MP5 actually. That that thing absolutely rips. Or like you know, this this person's using that that cool Farrah eighty three skin that was in the battle pass last season because the Farrah eighty three is good now. Uh, or you know, some people are using the new guns for the for the season three that have just come out. The um, <laughs> I've actually forgotten what it's called because <laughs> <laughs> I think it was there. Do it's the PPSH? I think. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. When we first heard of the PPSH, Ed just said the PP poo poo. Now we just call it the PP poo poo. It's broken my brain. I can't refer to it as anything else. It was like ironic, wasn't it, when we were first saying it? It's like, oh, this is this funny thing to say? And now it's just become like sort of. I've genuinely forgotten what the gun's called. <laughs> yeah, you've got the PP poo poo and the Swiss, which is a new sniper rifle, which they're fine. Like I, I, I think it's a, they're healthy additions to the game because, you know, maybe in some previous seasons they've added a gun to the game and it's been completely dominant or utterly useless and it's often one of the two whereas the pee pee poo poo and the swiss are kind of they're not top five in in their category even like the you can get better smgs than the pp you can get you know the ones we mentioned before the lc10 the mac 10 even the mp5 probably mp5 yeah so a lot of these do Kill faster, the bullfrog especially. Oh, the bullfrog's so good. I love using oh, that. Oh yeah, thing. we forgot to mention that. That thing is insane actually at the moment, isn't it? But it feels really good to use. I found the pee pee poo poo genuinely does like uh, for me. That's what matters. And it was the same with the LC10 last season before it's uh, now it's actually in the meta. But the pee pee just goes. It goes really well into the into how it works into how the the meta is going right now and. If it feels good to use, then it's completely viable to use it. It might have a slightly slower time to kill than other SMGs, but you know, if if the if you can deck it out right and it and it makes it makes you feel like you're you're a better player, then then you will be a better player, and I think that's worth it. And same with the Swiss, like it's it's basically a worse car ninety eight, but that's fine. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if it feels good. For you to use, then you can just do well with it, can't you? Yeah, it's like we mentioned last episode, the Pellington. Uh, the Pellington is once again like a slightly worse SPR or car, but if it if it floats your boat like it did for Ed for a fair while, then that's the best gun in the game. You know, the best gun in the game is the one you play best with. So yeah, hot tip: believe in yourself. <laughs> Inspiring. A couple, a couple things that of change that maybe maybe aren't the perfect things are oh, you know we we always love a whinge on this show so there's a couple whinges to have the new gulag so we've got differing opinions on this actually so my favorite ever gulag was the original you know toilet gulag where there's just some showers some urinals and a big room where your teammates could call out like back middle you'd know exactly where that is the new gulag is a lot more complicated and more complicated so there's been and 
how do I say this? So this, after the OG Gulag that we loved, they made it more complicated. They put a bunch of extra shit in there that made it much more difficult to make call-outs for your teammates and if you're both in the Gulag and like kind of see where you're going and yeah, that, that little bit of extra complexity. This current Gulag has gone very far down that route and has all sorts of like, it's got verticality, it's got all sorts of boxes in the way of things. I personally prefer that to the middle one because it, it at least gives you some chance of, you know, playing around the environment and, you know, outsmarting your enemy. I do prefer the original because that just straight raw, you know, me v you, mano a mano, it, it's, I feel like, the purest interpretation of the Gulag. But this new Gulag, I, I think I prefer it to the middle one because it, it is at least a bit more interesting. I agree. I think the Gulag, the, the original Gulag, I I actually think is my favourite as well. Um, just simple. Um, I don't like this this new one, this new Gulag, um, as much as the middle one, um, because I think it's a bit too complicated nowadays. Um, I understand what they're going for um, in terms of like they want you to have an intense one v one, which involves going up a ramp or climbing up some boxes and you know trying to find each other and outplay each other or whatever, but. It's there's it's just so much effort. Yeah. It's just a lot of effort. Um, <laughs> and I quite liked the original one where it was just very simple. You kind of just run at each other and it cut is over in you know a couple of seconds or whatever. If it, if I had it my way, I would literally just create a corridor a box in the middle and you'd run at each other and you know whoever gets the shot off first. Yeah. Um, Usually that's Ed, which is why he's, uh, which is why this is his opinion. <laughs> yeah. In a, in that situation where it's just whoever shoots first, then Ed will always win in the gulag. <laughs> you got to give the rest of us a chance to beat people like you. You know, some of us have to like gank you from round a corner where you couldn't possibly have seen us. It's not bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can see your point. I, it's just, I hope they don't make it, you know, for the next season or wh- whenever it happens. Like, I hope they don't, keep make adding more and more and more to it so it becomes literally like a multiplayer map yeah it'd be nice to like go back to back to the bare bones for the next gulag yeah um just because i know when i'm when i'm in the gulag i've i've often quite salty and i have little patience to (laughs) to you know get into an intense 1v1 with someone and put loads loads of effort in yeah Uh, but just want to turn the brain off and shoot exactly uh, and one other, one final little thing. The new stadium is so cool. It's like an old-timey European football stadium with, like, standing concourses and stuff. And uh, as someone who's been to a bunch of football stadiums, I think that's really cool. And it's like, you know, I recognise the the way it's the way it is designed and you, the way you can, like, run around the back of the, of the concourse and the standing areas... It are, are really cool to me and I like it a lot. It's a shame that going there uh, <laughs> means you get killed by meanies who have found a way to glitch under the stadium and you can't see them and then they can just kill you for free. God, it sucked. Like, we we had a game recently where we'd had loadouts. It was like me, you and Joel, I'm pretty certain. And, and Dean as well, actually. Uh, we all 
got loaded out. We were like ready to go. We get the UAV going. Uh, so you can see some enemies at stadium. We're like, right, let's go get them. We run into the middle and we're like, wait, hang on. Where are these red dots? We're like right on them. And then all of a sudden, Joel and Dean just get like blasted. I think James also. And it's just like, oh, oh, okay. This is what's happening. It's people have glitched under a map. And then like, and then you're like, oh, well, this sucks. Like <laughs> it, kind of, it sort of totally ruins that game for you. Uh, it happens a couple of times, I'm pretty certain. Yeah. Um, in a, in an evening. And so we just actively avoid it now, which is a shame because, yeah, as James was saying, Stadium is so cool. It's probably one of the coolest spots in the in the new map, I'd say. And also, like, it is just pretty bad if an area of your map is off limits because of a reason like that. Yeah. You know, you, you want to be able to have the whole map just for just for freedom's sake and for the for the actual gameplay to work best in a battle royale. But thanks yeah, having it. Um Raven did tweet out they said that they're, you know, they're on they've seen this issue, they're on it. Um That's yeah, exactly. That's good. So it you know, fixes are on the way. Um I'm sure it'll be within next week or so. So, uh, exactly. So, we'll be dropping stat as soon as that. Yeah, exactly. Well, if you came looking for a story, this is your lucky day. So, stories from the war zone. We've got a couple for you here, and both of them star. Well, actually, no, both of them don't star. Two of them star, Ed. Uh, the first one is when. Uh, if you remember in a previous episode, we talked about a James Bond esque car chase when I was. I was driving away in a vehicle while a bunch of like a whole squad of enemies were chasing me with my most wanted contract while they were in a chopper and it was very intense and yeah like something out of a James Bond movie this actually happened again with Ed but instead of dying like I did uh, Ed just like laser focus he stopped talking in the discord he, in the in the voice chat he didn't say anything uh, and he was on foot as well. No vehicle to protect him. No nothing. Rounded a corner and takes aim at the chopper with, I think, a ground loot LC-10. This is him just out of the gulag trying to get me uh, and the rest of the squad back. With a, yeah, with the most wanted. Turns around. The enemy drops out of the helicopter and the other, the other enemy is driving the helicopter and, the, and then another one comes out from behind them in a freaking van and all charge at him at the same time, like, woo, let's fucking get him. Let's get this most wanted. We can get the we can get the money. And just expertly, as if he'd as if he'd seen the code of the matrix, just guns them down swiftly, one by one, just like, you know, hiding in behind cover. We don't hear a word from him the entire time. It's just boom. <laughs> I right, got that one. Boom. Alright, and then Joel Joel and I the whole time are just just sitting there absolutely losing our shit because what? <laughs> like we know we know Ed's like got the got this side of him where he can absolutely go off. But this was like absolutely next level. It's just an entire squad, just 3v1, and he did not he did not care. He was on the back foot as well. I think only two armor plates. Oh, it was a genuine thing of beauty. What was going through your mind? It, it was like initially, I think, panic when because I knew I was MVP, so they could see exactly where I was at all times. So that was quite scary. When you've got a chopper like flying at you, usually you think, right, they're gonna they're gonna all just pop out and destroy me. So yeah, I almost kind of 
approached it as the underdog is like right well let, let's let's go let's if you want to fight let's go so <laughs> i think we're in we're in downtown so it's like kind of thankfully i had some cover um but then what i wasn't expecting was they kind of like gave me the time to sort of get myself set up like i was able to sort of turn around and start shooting at the chopper like i thought they kind of like as i was running off like you know all drop out and then just shoot me in the back. But I was able to kind of turn around and then flick to them all as they were like coming at me. Yeah, I um, guess it's tough in downtown to keep keep like close to someone in a chopper because of all the all the street hazards and stuff. Yeah, you know, if you don't want to crash the chopper, I don't know. I just it, it was like one of those moments where it, it, like something else just takes over, and you just play like several grades above your level like all of a sudden i just became like i don't know a top tier streamer for like five yeah, it seconds. did look like something i'd see on a on a top tier stream uh, like, it, yeah nuts. like i it's one of those things where i don't, don't i don't know if i'll ever recreate that moment like it'll all reach that level like for a very long time i'm so gutted you weren't recording that i'm yeah i'm gutted i didn't uh because that yeah it just everything came together and like it just looked great it was like a proper clip a highlight reel clip highlight genuine highlight reel with like the lc10 which i think that's the cemented the the love for the lc10 because mm. uh, it just felt so like good in that moment like just shredded them all um so easy to use oh, i was great it's a unbelievable feeling what a player unbelievable techers i think is what we'd say <laughs> yeah it was a big moment yeah your other your other moment was less uh Less as as the kids would say, poggers. It was uh, a it was when you were getting chased by a truck, correct? So yeah, this was when it was. I think it was me and Joel. Um, I think James, you were off somewhere. Like I think I just dropped back in and I was trying to get my loady. Yeah, that's and, it. Yeah, yeah, and I think me and Joel were also loaded out. We were like kind of ready for a fight again. Um, and we noticed this truck like flying in. So me and Joel, we're like quite close to each other. We like hunker down next to some rocks because we think, right, well, this truck's going to go like over the top of us. And then the moment it lands, like we can turn around and just start like wailing on them. But it sort of turned out that even though the truck kind of like went over me and Joel's heads, it still just knocked us down and downed us. And then we just died. Yeah, like the hitbox was like not really matching what it looked like it should have been. Yeah, and it was... That I think, yeah, it sent me. A that job. was the end of the night. I think that was that was uh, we, the whole team died, and we just, uh, yeah, we were like, all right, I've had enough of that. Yeah, it was like really, yeah, it was a big shame. I want to go have a glass of water and some dinner. It was, <laughs> yeah, it was one of those things where we just, again, we were like all loaded out, ready to go. Like we're just about to, you know, chase a good fight, and then something like that happens, and you're like, well, all right, time to time to call it a night. I've had enough. You just you feel a bit robbed, I think, when something like that, that happens. Uh, Especially, I think we were doing like fairly well that game. Like we we're, were playing okay. We just got we like you know done all right. Got back from the gulag and then, uh, boom! Like the first thing that can go wrong yeah. goes wrong, and it's and then we're just grumpy. But now we know we've learnt that you can't really hunker, uh, like you can't sort of dodge something that's moving over the top of you in this game. Yeah, you kind of just. I don't know how. I mean, I would say the lesson to be learned is stay the fuck away from trucks. Yeah, don't. 
Yeah. Don't try. Do and... not go anywhere near them. Yeah, because they will get you. And finally, so we've got we've got one little one little more jaunty one. So as as we've been dying a lot recently, we do end up doing quite a lot of most wanted contracts to like you know get the whole team buyback thing going. And this one time, Dean was doing one, and he'd uh, I think it was quite close to the end. He'd survived by just driving around in a quad bike for the entire like three minutes. I think it's three minutes that it takes to do. And <laughs> he was, I think it must have been like 30 seconds left or something. So it was like, you know, we, we were ready to come back in and Dean just start, <laughs> start singing because I think he had war tracks playing and we love war tracks. Oh, we do. But in the, in the eighties hip hop one, you have the song push it by salt and pepper. So what we just hear is Dean going like, Ooh, baby, baby, but baby, baby, ooh, baby, baby, da, 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 da. on the on the second round of ooh, baby, babies, we just we just see the screen, and like I hear a pop, and the screen just goes still, and Dean's corpse is just ragdolling <laughs> on the ground. This this poor man just got sniped mid vibe during during Salt and Pepper's push it. It was devastating for all of us, but it took us like a few seconds to clock what had happened. Like <laughs> this guy's just like chilling around. He's just singing his singing his little song, bit of banger as well. And we can't hear the war tracks because we're spectating, and so we got to take his word for it. And so it's a solo for us. We're getting a solo, and then just someone got the like no warning. Didn't see any sniper glint from anywhere. <laughs> he just he just was deleted just it yeah was, like just cold as hell just like no so cold. you're not having any fun today you're going to die and then just like cracks Dean's skull and he just like falls off and it was just <laughs> it was just like excellent it just sort of summed up that session of Warzone for us what's his name again Ryan James Ryan he dropped in with the 101st so we've got a few COD names for you this week once again we've got three and yeah, let's uh, let's make a start. So number one, we uh, we ran into a friend called Lasagna Destroyer, which yeah, I I, I think they sound like very good vibes. Uh, I guess we did we come up against Garfield. I'm not sure. That's his thing, right? He loves he loves lasagna. I don't think I've watched much Garfield, but yeah, I do know that. He loves lasagna. I'm pretty sure he loves lasagna and doesn't love Mondays. I think he hates Mondays. Right. That's a that's the thing I know about Garfield. He sounds quite relatable then, Garfield. <laughs> I don't know if that's a bad thing to say. I don't know what his like internet thing is. I don't think Garfield's has Garfield been cancelled. Yeah, has yet? Garfield been cancelled? At which point I'm also going to be cancelled for saying that Garfield's is relatable. Um But yeah, it, it you know, this guy this guy or gal loves lasagna. Uh, and Not just loves it, just destroys it. I, you know, if you, yeah. if I, I've, I've been, I've been known to destroy a meal in my time. To be fair, they just like really, just like ravage it. Yeah, lasagna destroy it. It doesn't just eat lasagnas; absolutely ravages them. Just goes to town. There's until there's absolutely nothing left of that lasagna. I I can relate again, like as Garfield was relatable. Like lasagna's great, actually. I, it's been a while. I've not had lasagna in absolutely ages, and thinking about it now, I 
I don't know why. Why, why haven't I had lasagna in a yeah, while? Maybe I'll make some this weekend. I'm exactly the same. I, I haven't had lasagna in, I would say, months. Months to years. Yeah, months. Months is true. I Genuinely, maybe it's over a year since I've had lasagna. But every time Which I do have it... Which is baffling to me. It, it's, it, is, it always hits just right, lasagna. Exactly. Uh, and it's also, you can make it in a tray bake as well. So then you, like, you have loads. Like, uh, even though I do eat large helpings, and uh, usually too much, you... you you usually have, like, you know, enough for tomorrow's lunch if you make a solid lasagna. It's also one of those foods, I'm sure lasagna destroyed would agree, where, like, you can have um, those crunchy, like, corners or, like, edges. Like, you know, brownies have those, like, oh, crunchy yes. bits sometimes. And they're, like, really good bits. Like, lasagna, like, fits that bill as well. Like, you can have those, like, really nice bits. Yeah, the bits that, like, you know, you don't want a whole lasagna of that. But when it's on the corner and it's that little that little crispy bit, oh, he would destroy it as lasagna. See, I, w- I would I would become the lasagna destroyer. Want to keep up with all the latest happenings in video games? Well, you should listen to the PC Gaming Week Spot or PS's weekly recap of the last seven days in PC video gaming. And mystery Steam reviews. PC Gaming Week Spot is a magazine-style podcast where I, Colm O'Hearn, and he, Matthew Castle, chat about all the biggest news stories. Don't forget mystery Steam reviews. We also give you previews and reviews on the latest video games, from the big AAA releases to the lovely indie darlings. Uh, and mystery Steam reviews? And every week we open up the Weekspot mailbag to answer your burning questions on everything from Xbox Game Pass for PC to how we like our eggs. Alright, go on, Matthew. What? Tell them about mystery Steam reviews. Oh, yeah, there's mystery Steam reviews too. A little more... Uh, that's our weekly quiz segment where we test each other's game knowledge via Steam reviews. The clue's in the name. The important thing to note is it's the part of the show where I usually kick your ass. Yeah, when you're cheating. When I'm cheating. Oh man, you are so full of shit. So download the PC Gaming Week Spot every Tuesday to stay up to date on all the important stuff in video games. You can subscribe via all good podcatching apps so you never miss an episode. Or you can listen to us or watch the video version if you prefer podcasts you can look at on rockpapershotgun.com. I'd recommend watching just so you can see a grown man, me, crush another grown man, him, in a stupid quiz about PC games. I admire your belief, if nothing else. So go subscribe to the PC Gaming Weekspot podcast, your recap of the last seven days in PC video gaming. Um, speaking of uh, Lasagna Destroyer, I think our second name, I, th- I think they get along quite well. We've got Pint of Carling. We ran up against Pint of Carling in the Gulag the other day. And thinking of it, once again, I've not had a pint of Carling in a while, but, you know, <laughs> the pubs are opening back up. Yeah. And maybe maybe a destroying a lasagna along with a pint of Carling would really hit the spot. I, I actually think that would hit the spot so well. I mean, that's a great pairing, actually. Pint of Carling and a lasagna. Um, maybe a little side salad if you're feeling like you need a little little green in there. Um, yeah, I, I like this mundane name. He just, they just know what they, they like, what they want, uh, and that is a pint of carling. I, I don't know if anyone likes a pint of carling. Yeah, I... People I, will have a pint of carling. I, I will. I've, I've been known to. 
Yeah. But, you know, it's sort of... A single pint, just one. Yeah. I don't know if it's anyone's favourite, but it's probably a lot of people's go-to, which is, you know, a respectable position to have as, as a beer manufacturer, as Carling. Yeah. And, like, I think a pint of Carling screams, like, Call of Duty player. <laughs> um <laughs> You know, no disrespect to lots of Call of Duty players, because we are also Call of Duty players this podcast. They're just, yeah, you just sort of imagine lots of Call of Duty players to have a pint of Carling next to them uh, whilst they're playing, uh, perhaps whilst in the gulag. Yeah, are you, a, are you a Carling Call of Duty player or are you a Monster Energy Call of Duty player? That's the true dividing line, I think. Yeah. I'm not. I'm probably not. I'm probably a Carling Call of Duty player. I'm not as laser focused. Whereas you, I think, Ed, would probably be partial to maybe a G Fuel. Yeah, I was going to say probably G Fuel for me. Um, yeah, because I I like to get kind of a locked in, yeah, tip top performance. Isn't yeah, it? yeah. For our for our final for our final friend from uh, from the war zone, we've got someone who, in the spirit of camaraderie, I think. Someone who would be friends with a cod name from was it last week? I think it was. Yeah, last it was week. last week. I think. Yeah. Last week we had Johnny Large Meat. Uh, this week we've got Gary Big Balls, and Gary Big Balls's clan tag is uh, Knob as well. So you know what he's about. Yeah. Gary is out here with with his big balls and his brackets Knob. And I hope he's having a great day. And you know you come into Warzone with that energy. You know you you know you're bringing you're bringing super hot fire. And I know Gary Big Balls is doing exactly that. I like the space. So he's got spaces between Gary Big and Balls. It kind of like you really do see his name in action, as I imagine you would see his big balls uh, <laughs> if you were to meet Gary. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Um. And. I think honestly, what rounds off the name is the clan tag, just knob. Like, he, yeah, he, it's not. He's not just big balls. He's also knob, and you know, he's got he's got the whole the whole package, as it were. Yeah, and I sort of wonder actually, because Johnny Largemeat wasn't part of a clan, if I remember. I sort of wonder actually if this, if maybe Johnny Largemeat has been recruited into this. I I can see that. I can see that. That they'd be a, a fearsome pairing, to be sure. Yeah, I, I definitely wouldn't want to have anything to do with that. Yeah, they you put them together, and you quite literally large get, meat, big balls. Yeah, that is the whole package. Really, like formidable duo, I'd imagine. Um, yeah, formidable, exactly. God, that's terrifying. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, they're uh, they've sort of uh, knocked us for for six. They're just such strong names. Thank you very much, and I hope. I hope to, uh, yeah, bit, big shout out to Lasagna Destroyer, Pint of Carling, and especially Gary Big Balls. And uh, all lowercase as well, by the way, Gary Big Balls, because, you know, he doesn't, he doesn't need capitals. Nice to see you, to see you. Nice. Nicely done. So we're going to finish off with a game of... The Captain Price is right. So... This is the game where I'll pick out a piece of Call of Duty equipment, a gun, uh, an attachment, uh, you know, a piece of lethal, uh, an explosive, some, anything like that, and I will get Ed to tell me how much he reckons it's worth. 
So I'm using a, a same American website that Ed used last time. Uh, I, they're not sponsoring us, so I won't say the name. And I've got the price here of everyone's favorite throwable equipment, the Tactical Tomahawk. So it's a one-hit one kill if you, if you hit someone with the Tomahawk. So very powerful piece of equipment. And um, in, in Cold War, at least, it, it acts the same as the throwing knife in, uh, in Warzone. And the Tomahawk is, yeah, insta-kill, just absolutely bops them. And yeah, extremely throwable. So is the Tomahawk in question like a, an old looking axe sort of variety or is this, because you said it was like a tactical Tomahawk. So I'm sort of thinking like a, a sleek looking, you know, a grey It's very one. sleek looking. It's okay. sleek, it's black. Uh, it's it's matte black actually. So like, oh. a, like an expensive car. Um, it's got, it's based on the Vietnam Tomahawk. It's an extreme evolution of the original, which wow. was considered one of the more unusual weapons of its day. But today, according to according to the description, there is a real need for this versatile tool for breaching operations, excavation, obstacle removal, extraction, and other utility applications. I was going to say, got, like, what, what, what are people using tomahawks for? You know, you've got guns nowadays. but Yeah, it's... well, they, they don't one-shot kill, though. The tomahawk does. Yeah, that's true. It's... Uh, and guns don't have. This has got a 420 stainless steel head with hard cased coating, mounted on a fiberglass reinforced nylon handle with heavy duty bolts and a steel ferrule for stability. I don't know what what that is, but wow. So so is this a single tomahawk or is a this single like tomahawk? A, a one tomahawk. Of... It's not. It's not a multi pack. No. Okay. It's not. It's not a. It's not eight packs of skips. Uh, it's also got a side hammer checkering, which ensures precise placement when pounding. Right. Uh, it's it's carried in a nylon sheath, and it's a universal tool for the modern man, apparently. Oh, so does it come with a with a, a hole? Comes with a, a nylon sheath. A sheath. And it is if it's a universal tool for the modern man, then yeah. Well, I mean, what would you pay for a universal tool for a modern man? God, this is a tough one because it's, it's, it's a hammer. Like a- it's for it's great for obstacle removal, extraction, breaching operations, and also yeah, just throwing at someone. Yeah, it's like a Swiss knife of mm. uh, uh, of tactical modern combat. <laughs> um, oh god, the handle the handles looks very very holdable as well. It's like uh, you're a badminton player, Ed, right? It's, yeah, it looks like it's. I don't know what the what the grip situation is there, but it's got it's got like what looks like rings around it, so it's sort of oh okay. Looks like it will be very easy to grip, very grippy. Uh, I don't know. I sort of I can see this thing being like extremely well made, very weighty, which I feel like increases the price. Mm. This is going to be quite a pricey one. So yeah, I'm going. I'm going four fifty. Four, four fifty, four hundred fifty, four hundred fifty uh, dollary dues. Four hundred fifty dollary dues for this tactical tomahawk made of four twenty stainless, uh, glass reinforced nylon, uh, straight edge axe with a with a thrown in belt sheath. Oh my god, you are in for a treat, Ed. Not only is this a lot cheaper than oh, your <laughs> than your prediction, uh, it is ludicrously cheap for if what you are willing to pay is 450 you can get this it, i'll admit it is on offer 
RRP, so the non-on-offer price, is just $65-y dues. What? $65-y dues for a tactical tomahawk. <laughs> Honestly, and it's on offer right now for under 50 So, you know, that- Ed, I'll send you the link after this. Like, act now, you can get the universal tool for the modern man. That's mad. That's like marketing has done an incredible job of making it sound like way more <laughs> like well built than it probably I mean maybe it is maybe I, it's just extremely it's good value. very well built wow so you could buy like loads of them for four fifty. <laughs> yeah. you could you could get that set that you wanted the 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 multi-pack of skips yeah I am actually blown away by that I did the fact that it's just a tattoo I just thought that they'd be like really pricey you know, like really well made, like we could withstand anything. I assume, well, for $65, maybe it does. Maybe they're just well, yeah. cheap to make. And That's the thing. I, I, I assume it looks like it's just a few pieces of material, you know, sharp edge, side hammer. Um, and so the, the front of it is the sharp edge that you would likely use if you wanted to cave, uh, if you wanted to like cut into someone's skull. But the other side is what looks more like a kind of, chip away pickaxe looking thing right and wow. the middle of it has a a flat edge that you can hammer with so g- genuinely like <laughs> that steel for rule for uh, the the precise placement for pounding sorry is honestly this thing can do it all and I can I can see I can see why you'd pay that much for it but send me the link and <laughs> yeah my birthday's in a few months Ed so Okay. Uh, I, I hope I hope you you guys can all club together for uh for my twenty fourth. Get get me a tactical tomahawk. We'll That'd be great. Throw it at you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Terrifying. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Warzone Audio Bang. Just to let you know, this is the final episode of Warzone Audio Bang as you know it, as I'll be heading off into the nuclear clouded sunset. But never fear, the show will return with something kind of similar and kind of different. You can keep up with developments by staying subscribed to Warzone Audio Bang on your favourite podcasting platform for a sneak peek of what's coming next. And you can also keep an eye on all sorts of things. So we've got Twitter, RPS is at Rock Paper Shot. I'm at James MacLaw and Ed is at From Edward. You can go chat to some lovely people in the RPS Discord, which is discord.gg slash rockpapershotgun. And you can also get some lovely little outfits from the RPS Teespring store. We've got some shirts, we've got some hoodies, and you can gear yourself up. Uh, we don't have a tomahawk just yet, but that's I think that's on the cards. And for all of your PC gaming needs, make sure you head on over to rockpapershotgun.com. Goodbye. See ya. See ya.